For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, the Anzac Assault on International Fight Week is in full swing and UFC 276 this Sunday from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas sees the next stage of the takeover from Down Under where the mantra for the team has been, hold the line. CKB's uh, Carlos Ulberg uh, opened the campaign with a first-round KO victory at the UFC Apex last weekend in Kaikara, uh, Kaikara, France, will bring in the rear guard with his chance for a shot at the flyweight interim uh, championship the end of the month. But this Sunday, it is all on. And our middleweight champ, uh, Israel Adesanya, will be defending his crown against former heavyweight Jared Cannonier And his stablemate, Alex Volkanovsky, will be looking to show why he's the featherweight goat in his trilogy bout against Max Holloway. And here down to break down some of these important fights for us right now is uh, Ravinda Hunia, of course, who uh, is a, a great exponent of the art herself, but also uh, for Sky Television is uh, an expert commentator and reviewer of these uh, particular events. So UFC 276 looks like a real mouth-watering one. Uh, Ravinda, good morning to you. Morena Smithy, mouthwatering is right. Cannot wait for this card on the weekend. Well, it starts uh, with uh, the first Kiwi being uh, 14th ranked Brad Riddell taking on uh, a rising lightweight prospect in uh, Jalen Turner. And the interesting thing here is Turner is at s- stands six foot three, Riddell five foot seven. So you're thinking there's some sort of reach advantage anyway. Oh, yes, and, you know, Jalen's fight name is the Tarantula. I mean, he overcame a fear of spiders, but he very much has the limbs of a Tarantula as well and it has served him well in his fights leading up to this moment. For Jalen Turner, he's fighting for a spot in the top 15. He's trying to steal that from Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell, though, is fighting to, you know, maybe a bit of redemption after his knockout loss in his uh, last fight against Rafael uh, Fiziev, but this will be very... Interesting, because Brad Riddell is used to fighting, you know, taller, bigger opponents and training with them as well when we look at Israel Desonia and the stocks at CKB. OK, well, uh, they both uh, uh, stand in bangers, apparently. Um, so uh, are they likely to, to veer away from that tactic or will it just be that? Well, it depends, I think. Brad Riddell, as we know, is... O- as you say, a stand-in banger, and he also has great takedown defense, as is traditional at um, City Kickboxing Gym. Jalen Turner, though, he does have a good ground game. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether Jalen Turner um, wants to take this fight to the ground, but in terms of Brad, he will want to stand and get on the inside to really um, nullify uh, Jalen's long limbs and try and work in that pocket. But Jalen Turner, he could... Um, want to take this fight to the ground. He does have a strength down there. He has submitted opponents in the past. So for Jalen, he does have those options. Okay. Um, what are you picking? What are you picking in this one? I'm going Brad Riddell. I have to back our boy. Um, he's coming off a loss um, that he's still so upset about. So, you know, he does have the fire in the belly. You mentioned Carlos Olberg winning last week and Brad Riddell's up next. So he'll want to serve his team well. The whole family's over there, so he'll want to put on a great performance and really 
show the UFC why he is a top 15 contender. Well, it doesn't stop there, of course, because uh, next up uh, we want to look at uh, one of the co-main events where uh, Australia's Alex uh, Volkanovski puts his belt on the line in his third fight uh, against uh, Max Holloway. We've seen this one uh, twice already for the same result. Do you expect anything to change this time around? I think if we expect to see anything different, it will be Max Holloway perhaps rethinking his approach to this fight. There's a lot of people you know, professional analysts who say that he won fight two and that that's the only reason why they're having a trilogy is to to put that fight um, to bed. I I think Max Holloway needs to really put on a convincing fight if he is to look um, favourable to the judges if this fight goes all five rounds. But Volkanovski has been evolving with every fight, which is, you know, quite bizarre when you... Volkanovski isn't the youngest of fighters anymore, but he seems to be getting better. He seems to be getting more durable. And, you know, his fight IQ is growing as well. So there's a lot for Max Holloway to contend with. He hasn't been as active as Volkanovski, so will that, you know, little bit of rust um, come into play as well? I'm, I'm backing Volkanovski for this fight. He is, you know, 11 wins undefeated in the UFC since 2016. Um, that's a hard streak to kind of stop and I was actually fortunate to catch up with Volkanovski before they flew out and he is just so mm-hmm. fired up, so confident and his mind space has evolved along with his skill set. So Max Holloway's got a tough night at the office ahead. Well, he changed his style completely for uh, fight number two. Obviously didn't work and uh, they're now fully aware of that style as well. So um, if, if he doesn't, just say Max Holloway doesn't get up this time around, what, what does that mean for his career? I mean, if he, he can't just keep running into this guy and, and, and putting up with it. I mean, is that the end for him? I don't know if it would be the end. I mean, he's celebrating, this is his 10th year in the UFC, and he's only 30 years old. You know, he's come a long way. He is one of the veterans. And I don't want to say that this would be the end for him. There's a lot of fights left in that featherweight division for him. Would they be for him as opposed to his opponents wanting Max Holloway on their resume? You know, that's up for debate. But I don't think it's the end for Holloway. I just think that um, he may have to bide his time if Volkanovski holds on to the belt. Okay, then if Volkanovski does hold on to the belt, what for him? What next for him? Does he just keep repelling uh, possible challenges? I mean, he's cleared out the division, hasn't he? He has, and uh, um, he has spoken about wanting to move to lightweight after this fight. He spoke about wanting to move to lightweight after his defeat over Korean Zombie in his last fight, not thinking that he'd get a trilogy over Holloway, but he wants to move up to lightweight. He has alluded to wanting to face Charles Oliveira, who, of course, isn't the title holder anymore because he missed weight in his last title fight, but wants that title fight. He wants to be a champ champ. So my guess is he wins here. He'll be moving on to lightweight. Well, the other fight that we're uh, all really looking forward to, of course, is uh, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. Uh, there's Jared, the killer gorilla cannon. Yeah, I love some of these names, uh, Ravindra, I've got to say. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, Adesanya's uh, a bit similar to Volkanovski. He's, re- he's repelled so many people. Um, but what about uh, Kananir here? Just just tell about his, his chances and, and the style he needs to break down Adesanya. Kananir is, you know, any fighter that faces Adesanya is a is a chance. And Kananir has the, um, maybe not the luxury, but um, he's watched Adesanya clear out the division, but he hasn't fought 
him yet. You know, we're seeing Adesanya having rematches against many middleweights now, lapping the division, but he's not yet stepped into the octagon with Cannonier. And for me, that's what makes this fight really interesting. We haven't seen it before. We don't know what Cannonier looks like up against an Adesanya. Cannonier's been on quite a little tear. He then got a, a decision loss against Robert Whitaker, which ruined his chances of getting a title fight earlier on. He then got injured. So he's been working his way back up trying to, you know, plot along, do his own thing in the background as Adesanya, you know, carried on um, with his title uh, defences. Kananir, I think the trick for him will be to get on the inside. We all know that Adesanya is destructive on the outside. So I think for him, closing the distance will be very important. He's known to be able to do that. He know- that is his style of fight. I predict Kananir will be coming in trying to take Adesunya's legs out, which is obviously Adesunya's foundation of his frame, which he's able to power from to get those hooks in and all that movement from. So if Kananir can weather the storm, get up close, and maybe start chopping on that leg, I think he's a fighter's chance. Okay, interesting. The other thing, of course, he's got is that he's got the big punch because uh, or he's got that knockout quality. He was behind on the scorecards in his last fight. Uh, but managed to get out of it. So he, um, the only, uh, the other thing, as you say, is a forward press fighter, which makes him a, a target if he's not careful early on. Well, that's right. Uh, the reality is, uh, up against a fighter like a Desonia, with the fight IQ that he has, if you're going to come in, you're going to be eating shots. So if he is prepared to eat those shots, then that's what we're going to expect. A Desonia, though, I, I heard a great um, description, I think it was from Joe Rogan, who said he will sit back and he will scan his fighters. Like in the first round, he's sitting back, he's throwing, he's doing, he's throwing feints, he's working around the cage, but he is scanning his fighter. And then we see usually come the second round, he's sorted them out. He knows their movements. He's seen what they're doing habitually as natural fighters, their natural movements, pulling them away from their game plan, pushing them back into their natural habits and working from there. So if Cannonier can get in early and maybe try and... I don't know, catch Adesonia off guard, he could be a chance. I just think Adesonia is too clever rather than the skill set and physicality that he brings to a fight. Well, he's very confident as well about this. Uh, he's promised to make it looks, look easy, uh, Israel. I mean, you know him well. Uh, this is typical of him, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Confidence, I think, is, um, is uh, an understatement for him at this point in, of his career. Um, but that's important. It's all part of it, right? Um, when we were watching the press conference yesterday, we heard about Cannonier talking about, um, you know, the first uh, time he met Adesonia, which was a few years ago, and um, how he didn't really, you know, appreciate the way that Adesonia was kind of calling him out back then. But that's two years of, you know, real estate that Adesonia has had in Cannonier's mind this whole time. And that comes down to Adesonia's confidence. When he meets someone in his division, he's already playing the game. We're not even fighting anytime soon, but I'm going to let you know that, you know, we're not friends, we're opponents, and I'm here and I've got that championship mentality. And it's, it's just a, something that not all of us are blessed to have in this world, but um, Adesonia definitely, you know, has that for his opponents and for everyone else in the division as well. There's another fight actually on the card, which uh, is quite interesting, and it's a contender fight with uh, Sean Strickland going up against the only man to uh, KO Adesanya in kickboxing, and that's uh, Alex Pereira. Now, uh, I would imagine that uh, Dana White would uh, quite like Pereira to win this one to have that matchup. Most definitely. So we can see that the storyline has been written here, right? So there's, it's no, um, you know, 
it's no coincidence that this fight is on the card and Adesanya has also alluded to it as well. He knows what, <laughs> what the plan is, obviously. But yes, Alex Pereira um, knocked out Adesanya very early in his career, though, back in, um, you know, kickboxing days before the UFC. But that's going to be a great fight to watch because both of them, as you say, are fighting to be the number one contender. Don't forget that if that fight is lackluster, Robert Whittaker's also waiting in the wings uh, for a trilogy chance with Adesanya as well. So those two have a lot on the line if they're to climb the ladder. Alex Pereira's only had two fights in the UFC, and he's already being spoken about getting that title chance. Ravinda, which is a shame. I was just going to ask her another question or two about uh, the fight card, but... Um but uh, I think we'll let, we'll probably leave it, eh? Um, and and uh, we've got a panel coming up. But uh, that was cool. Uh, Ravinda, very sorry to lose you at that point. But thank you very much for your time this morning. I was just going to ask her what she feels about the fight of the night. But I kind of think it'll be uh, Adesanya and uh, this fight against uh, Kananir. I think that's going to be uh, quite crucial there. So, uh, Ravinda Hunia, of, uh, of course, uh, UFC expert and Sky Sport pundit as well. Um, well, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning and uh, we'll be back shortly to uh, speak to our two panellists. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.